0: i
1: This is the second episode this week We are so glad that you are uh, bearing this with us um, But we we wanted to do conference previews So we decided to knock out two in each week leading up to the season Because uh, it's here before you know it, right? So um, this is Beers and Buckets, the only podcast that discusses basketball and brews at the same time Part of Sorry. Variety Sports Network Check them out on x at variety underscore sports underscore I'm your host, Connor Caldwell, and I'm joined by the big blue demon deacon himself, Dal Harmon. Dal, it is 8.30 your time, 9.30 our time. Were we drinking any beers this morning or nah?
2: No, we had enough PBRs last night. If I was reviewing a beer, it would be PBR. Uh, now, last night I went to Noah Kahn. He brought Hozier out to do Northern Attitude because Hozier is playing tonight and I'm going to see him. So three days in a row for going to a Sunday amphitheater for me. Uh but we went to Santa's after, which is like a karaoke bar that this dude that performed at the Opry, uh, was there like, and sang to the Chris Stapleton song and absolutely murdered it. Um, so that was pretty cool.
1: You are living a fun life right now in Nashville. That's yeah. all I got to say. That's crazy. Um, I have no story time other than it's homecoming night tonight for our Inclosed shark. So, uh. If you if you pray at all please pray that we win. Uh <laughs> that's that's all I ask. But you know, no beer review today being that it's 9:30 or 9:30 to 8:30 central on a two, on a Thursday morning. So we are going to jump right into the show. So give you a show rundown just like the ACC episode if you haven't listened, go listen to that because it still holds up for right now. And uh, big East hot topics. We're going to go over team rankings. Then we're gonna do our all conference draft team. So basically, Dow will have a pick, or I will have a pick, and then we'll snake it. So then that person will have their first pick, and then second pick, vice versa. And then we'll do our season superlatives, um, similar to the snake there. So instead of a beer review, we're just we're not we're just nixing that today. We're going straight in. Um, no chasers here. Big East hot Topic. So Marquette finished first. In both the like uh, in the Big East overall, and then also won the Big East tournament. Almost everyone is back. So how far can Shaka Smart take this team?
2: I think pretty far. I mean, I think they're going to be really good. We this is the top of the Big East is really, really, really strong, uh, especially those top three or four teams. So. Yeah. They could even finish fourth in the conference and still go really far and be a really, really, really great team. Um, I As think losing, last year. Yeah, losing OMAX Prosper is definitely going to be an like, adjustment period because he was so important about their offense and their defense. Yeah. But, I mean, if you watched them last year, they were a team that had seven or eight contributors the entire time. So... They should be able to have someone step up there, or multiple someone's step up, and uh, so I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the country this year.
1: Yeah, i I was high on Marquette last year. It sucks that they knocked out early, but I mean that that happens. You see that happen a lot um, in in the NCAA tournament. It's wild for a reason. So yeah, I think they could take. I think they this team, the floor of this team, should be Sweet Sixteen by you know just easily um that's how much talent that they return experience 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 um so i mean it's all a matter of you know like are they going to are they going to get the sunday scaries you know in, in march madness so um excuse me
2: all I, right, feel so. like, I i think like i haven't heard people say that about like he was losing on the second day of like the second game of either like the first round or 316 same as Sunday scaries. That's
1: I don't know if it's a thing. I might have just made it up. Yeah, uh, but it, God, I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. Next question: Is Saint John's this year's college basketball's Colorado? No, because Dion is,
2: for all of his faults, and he has them. Uh, he's like charming and <laughs> cool, and Rick Pitino's not.
1: So uh, what would the college football equivalent of Rick Pitino be then? Um, my reasoning is not so much for Dion, but for the fact that Colorado finished like dead last in their conference in football last year. St. John's finished really poorly last year, and they got a bunch of transfers. You look at their transfer list, yeah, and this is insane. insane. Um, so like the instant impact. Not saying that Rick Pitino is college football's Dion Sanders.
2: If we remove if we remove coaches, I'm down to say that it's the the trajectories could be similar for the team. But
1: Rick Pitino and Dion are like Rick Pitino and '92 would be yeah, Dion. maybe yeah yeah. <laughs> um, I'll
2: keep thinking on who college basketball's Dion is. I, I don't think there might not Rick be one.
1: one. There might not be a, a college basketball Dion. The only person <laughs> you know, who was the Who's supposed to be the equivalent of it was Penny Hardaway. Penny. Yeah. yeah. It hasn't really panned out that way. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to ask because I think the trajectory is definitely there for St. John's to, to get some hype. I mean, they're not going to get freaking Lil Wayne at their, at their games, you know, but like you could get some really like Frank Sinatra or yeah, some <laughs> yeah, Italian opera Snatch singer or something. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get something that Rick Facino likes, but, um, you know they they definitely are gonna win more games, than they're doing it, but in the way of the transfer for sure. All right, and then last last hot topic question I have: Ed Cooley, Kim English, who will meet or exceed expectations at their new team this season first? Like, or maybe not this season, but who's gonna who's gonna meet or exceed their expectations at their new team? I think the answer is very simple.
0: You do. Who do you think, think it is then? I think
1: Kim English. I think the expectations yeah. for him—he's going into lower expectations where Ed Cooley like was Providence basketball, right? And so now Kim English like he was good at George Mason. You know, he's gonna he's gonna t- he took all the George Mason players, and now he's bringing them to Providence. And he was like he kept Bryce Hopkins. Like I know, like part of it was like the he get the one-time transfer, but Bryce Hopkins could have left. You know, like. He's gonna have he's gonna have a really like solid all conference type player in Bryce Hopkins to build around, um, and the expectations are lower than Ed Cooley's expectations are at Georgetown because yeah, they are frustrated with the worst roster. Yeah, exactly.
2: All right, I got nervous to say yeah. it, but I think Kim English as well. Um, whenever you were like, "Oh, it's so clear," I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> uh, <but laughs>
1: Yeah, I, agree. I, I am Team Kim English, Team Providence this year. Georgetown and a Cooley can kick rocks because uh, interconference like coaching changes seem it's, it, at best it seems like a lateral move. I mean, um, is like your brand, yeah, but they've been sucky for
2: so long. True. If he can bring them back, that would be fun for just college basketball in general.
0: But yeah,
1: yeah. So, OK, well, that's that's all the hot topics I have to keep this one a little closer to under an hour than ACC hot top or ACC episode. So let's move on to team rankings. So, you know, the deal, Dal go first then I'll go first and I'll do my second team and I'll do a second team and snake it that way. So Dal, your number one team in the Big East projected at the end of like this is March, the final rankings. Who is your number one team in the Big East? Um. It's a little bit of a like chalky pick, but I'm
2: going with UConn. Um, I think Klingon uh, is probably going to be the best defender in college basketball this year. Um, they brought a bunch of guys back, even though they did lose a couple to the draft. Um, I think they're going to be the best team. So, But like I said earlier, any of these top four, I think, are pretty interchangeable.
1: Yeah, and, and we'll probably say that every episode because it's just like splitting sure. hairs. But yeah, no, I have, I have Marquette as my number one team. I think they run it back and win the Big East again. Maybe not the Big East tournament. Like, that'd be kind of crazy if they won both the Big East and Big East tournament back-to-back years. don't think that happens, but I do think that they're going to finish out right first place. Um. So, yeah, and then I have UConn right there at second. Um. Stefan Castle, we're going to talk about him later, but that dude... I mean top ten recruit for a reason, so let's just leave it at that. For sure.
2: Uh my two is Creighton, actually. Uh and then I have Marquette third, but like I said, splitting hairs. Uh, yeah. but Creighton brings almost everyone back. Um Kalkbender back, Baylor Shireman back, um Trey Alexander back. So they they will be essentially the same team they were last year, but another year under their belts.
1: Yeah. Um, I have I have Creighton at three and Saint John's at four. Um, Creighton, I think uh losing Kaluma is gonna hurt them more sure. than Columa people
2: thought. Lost.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's gonna hurt them more than that. I think he was the, the the bigger identity of that team. So um for that reason I think I think they'll they'll they won't look as strong. At at some point last year, didn't they lose like six straight games or something? Six straight conference game or something like that. Um,
0: it was yeah, something crazy. I
1: started
2: like picking them, and then they just went downhill.
1: <laughs> so I think I think it'd be kind of similar in that fashion, where like they just they just have a couple of slumps here and there in conference play that'll bring them down um, to three or four overall. And then I have St. John's number four. And uh, spoiler for my other pick, but there's uh, for my other superlative. But um, oh, I could get to it when I say that. Uh, but yeah. they do have. A lot of transfers coming in. Like we said, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, 11 transfers coming in. Or no, ten, ten transfers and two freshmen coming in. Um, so it's, they're getting a whole new team, basically. Um, one is Jordan Dingle from Penn, uh, which a lot of uh a lot of transfer teams that were in the transfer market should know that name. Same with Chris Ledlam from Harvard. Uh, Tennessee fans are weeping right now. Um, (laughs) And then we got a transfer from a national championship in Naheem Alin. So um, there's a lot. There's a lot of transfers, a lot of guys that can make an impact here. And you know what? They're from smaller schools and that's that's Patino's way. So I think uh, he's going to have these guys playing really hard basketball. Um, So, yeah, that's why I have St. John's at four, which would be a massive improvement from where they finished last year. So um yeah that's
2: my four. who's your five go ahead and just say your five because th- we have the same
1: top five teams just in different order Uh villanova is my five so yeah. um they basically i think neptune neptune has is gonna have them playing better than they started last year i mean you don't have a cam whitmore on this nova team but you return a lot um so i i'm not i'm not low on them it might sound like it's fi- having them finish five um I just, I mean, it just comes down to a lot of what Justin Moore, TJ Bomba can do. So, um, we'll see.
2: Yeah, I like that. Um, the reason I said that, I have Villanova at four and St. John's at five. Um, yeah, the the main contributors, I feel like that the Big East will be kind of cool this year. Um, some of these teams aren't the most deep in terms of no going seven, eight, nine guys, uh, like on their roster, really contributing. But some of these starting lineups are going to be some of the best in the country. Yeah. Um, Villanova has
1: seven, seven player rotation.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Villanova has uh, all five of their top uh, projected contributors are seniors uh, led by Eric Dixon and Justin Moore. Lance Ware. True. Lance Ware, Lance Ware. Yep. Um, He is sadly not on the top projected contributors for Villanova. Um, on Torvet, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're going to be good. I think Kyle Neptune, it, it's always a big change to take over for, for someone. He has some experience now, so um, I think that they, they'll be much improved this year. Uh, and then, I mean, I echo everything you said about St. John's. They have a lot of good transfers. Uh, I'm interested to see how they gel uh, and how a lot of those small school guys play, bumping up a a level, uh, so that's why I'm kind of hedging a little bit on them, but mm-hmm. still have them at five.
1: Yeah, um, who's your six? And we just go right along then. Uh, there. Both have Providence at six. Nice. Uh, talk about Bryce Hopkins. He's definitely
0: uh,
2: going to be one of the better <laughs> one of the the better players in the Big East. Um, so excited to see him cook another year.
1: I just I still can't get over the fact that like people wanted to transfer and Kim, Kim English was like I'll, I'll play you for it like if if I beat you you have to stay.
2: <laughs> it's pretty but, easy to say if
1: you're Kim English and to say that, but. Well, for sure, but it's just like, if if the thirty-four-year-old it... coaches beat you, do you really want them?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> but um, still funny though. Um, yeah, that's that's my six, and then uh, Xavier is my seven. And and this this might seem like a fall for Xavier because they were playing good basketball last year, but they, they did lose um, Colby Jones, Jack Nungi, Adam Kunkel, like Kai Kai Tandy, uh, which obviously yeah. Kai Kai wasn't like that big of a contributor. But, but still. Yeah, they lose a lot, right? They get Davion McKnight from Western Kentucky, so that helps them. And I'm trying to think. Weren't they in the running for... They were they were in the running for um shoot, what's his name? He ended up going to West Virginia, Kirk Kreisha, but yep. but they didn't end up landing him. I thought I thought he would get him because I mean Sean Miller recruited him yep. to Arizona. Um so yeah, I I have Xavier at seven because I just don't think they replaced what they had last year well. So I could be wrong, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, I mean they they still are gonna be talented. This is what, year three of Jerome Hunter? After he transferred over from IU. Um, he should be one of the better players in the league. Um the Big East has a lot of fun wing, like six six to six eight type yeah. guys. Um, yeah. he's one of them. So they they should be they should be a fun team. Plus, it's fun to ride on Sean Miller because he's definitely a little bit overrated, but he still is a good coach.
1: Yeah, yeah he's um, a good of, coach. So. He's just a turd and, and cheater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's just an open cheater. We all like our cheating, just not out in the open like he did. Yeah, just do it behind. Don't yeah. let us know
2: that you're doing it. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> um
2: I have them at eight. I have seen Hall at seven. Um
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> I,
2: Yeah, I I like their defense. I think their defense or right, is it their defense? Yeah, their defense is I think will be one of the better uh like units in this league. I they will struggle scoring, uh which I think could definitely be why they end up lower than this. Um but I like Shaheen Holloway, uh who's gonna come in from um, St. Peters and Here too. Uh, yeah, and and just like like the way they play. Kadary Richmond's there, um was a former a uh, big-time recruit. So they have some talent. Um, like I said, I think their defense will be really good. So they might be – they're not going to play the same style as Virginia, but a similar kind of – you're just going to hate to play them every night because they're going to try and lock you down. Yeah. Uh, so I have them
1: at seven, Xavier at eight. Nice. Um, I have – so I have Butler at eight. Butler? I hardly know her. You could do that for, like, well, I guess just Xavier and Butler. But, um, yeah, I have Butler at eight. I, for some reason, didn't realize that Thad Maddow was coaching at Butler last year. Like, just totally blipped my mind Um, after he took five years off from coaching. um, But he's at his alma mater. They did not do well last year, but they hit the portal hard this year. Um, DJ Davis transferred from UC Irvine. Posh Alexander, interconference transfer from St. John's. Um, Jamal or uh, Jamil Telfort from Northeastern, Pierre Brooks the second from Michigan State. That's actually like a sleepy good transfer. Um, I think he's going to be really good for Butler. But this team is Posh Alexander's team this year, and yep. it's basically all on him. Um, to set the tone on what type of team they want to be. He didn't shoot it great, obviously. So if he could just bump up his shooting percentage a little bit from outside. Then I think they're going to be a good team. So I think obviously I think they're going to be better than they were because they have them finishing eighth. So Um, and then my ninth team is Georgetown. Again, I don't love the roster that they have right now, and I've never been an Ed Cooley believer. Um, I think he's had incredibly lucky runs and really good players, but they did get Jaden Epps from Illinois and Dontre Styles from uh, uh, North Carolina, and then Ishmael Masu from Kansas State. So.
2: Where did he go first? He was at Wake. Yeah, why did he have to why was he the one that had to make the shot? That <laughs> was like the dagger against Kentucky. I was like, man, I've cheered for you for so long. Why are you the one that has to do this to me? Yeah,
1: yeah I think I think Georgetown is gonna be a longer project than it's gonna be the shorter project than Providence, but it's still gonna be a long project. Like they still yeah. have They have some things that they have to get get done over there, and it's going to take a while because Ewing, unfortunately, left that place a mess.
2: Yes, they do. Um, That is what happens when you hire a coach. Uh, Not that Ewing – I think Ewing's a great coach, actually. Um, I don't know if he's built for head coaching in college, but he's a great uh, developer. But, yeah, it's what happens when you hire a coach – and then probably let him be there a couple years too long because he is a legacy. Yeah. And you just end up kind of sending yourself back. Um, we're we're at nine. I have Butler at nine, uh, finishing right below Xavier. Uh, I'm a huge Posh Alexander fan. I don't know how much help he's going to have outside of DJ Davis. Uh, so and have them at nine, Georgetown at ten. And then we got DePaul finishing out at eleven. Um, they're going to be pretty stinky probably, and I hope they're good, but I don't foresee that
1: happening. Yeah, I I have Seton Hall at ten. I don't. I just don't know enough about these guys to say like they're going to be good or not. Um, they lost a lot. There's it seems like there's a lot of potholes on their team, and they're backcourt is really young and I just don't trust a young backcourt against some of the, this is one of them. We're we'll talking about, we've we'll talked about it and we'll talk about it later, actually. And superlatives. This is one of like the oldest conferences ever um, right now. So uh, I don't, I just don't think a young backcourt. If you don't have top 10 talent in that backcourt is going to be really is going to win you a lot of games. Um, and then my, yeah, my last team is um, DePaul. Elijah Fisher from Texas tech is a sneaky, good transfer um Macky Tien from UCLA also a sneaky good transfer how, like how, no
2: is, is it he's like he hasn't ever played I don't understand what happened to him he's a top 50 recruit and has like played <laughs> five minutes a game for UCLA. that's why I that. think it's a good
1: transfer <laughs> that's I, I think he's anybody. I think he's like I think he's hidden talent he's a diamond in the rough here so um hopefully I just don't think they're. I just don't think they're that good of a team. Like, I mean, I don't. I don't think Stubblefield is that good of a coach. You know, like I just. I think that's what's holding them back. Um, is the way that they've constructed this roster and who's going to actually take them? You know, who's going to actually coach them? So yeah. Um, just not not sold on that yet. So, all right, let's move on to our all Big East first team draft. So. You know the deal. Dal get the first pick. I'll get the se the first and then s- or the second and then third and then vice versa. So we'll we'll go from there. This is going to be like one of the toughest because there's so many older names. You don't know who's going to be an all first team kind of player. Um, so we shall see. But let's get into it. What? what who's your first pick, Dal? All
0: right. I
2: try. I wanted to see if I can. Um, actually, I'm not going to say that. Um...
0: I will go
1: Ryan Kalkbrenner. Oh, you turned. Okay. Um then I am gonna go with Tyler Kolek with my first pick. Probably a good pick. And I am going with my second pick.
0: Oh man, I could take this two ways. Um I'm going to go with Bryce Hopkins and
1: here's why I'm going with Bryce Hopkins over a certain center from UConn because you just took a center and I, and I wanted to go with the diversity pick. So here we go. (laughs) Who's your second pick? Um,
2: man, I'm going to
0: go... I don't like this. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Donovan in.
1: Dang it, I was hoping you wouldn't take him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun, and I like him. Yeah. Uh... Donovan Klingon, and then... So you're if we we're obviously I don't think we're actually like building teams here, but if you if we were you're just not scoring outside of like inside of 15 feet on <laughs> this team because that's nuts. Um,
0: and then I'll go. Mm, I'll go Eric Dixon.
2: Okay, I think he's going to be probably the best player on that Nova team. So I'll go I'll go with him.
1: All right. Um I'm gonna go with Justin Moore from Villanova. Um and then I'm gonna go
0: Hmm. This is this is a tough one. Actually it's not that tough. Well, I only
1: have one forward on my team, but I'm not building for actual team. All right, Trey Alexander then.
0: So, three guards on my on my team. Hey, you know, is what it is. Yeah. Um That's a good pick. Um I have too many tabs up there now. <laughs> I'm going to go I'm going to go Tristan Newton.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: I think he's going to be kind of like
2: one of those guys that breaks out. Breaks out. He was really, really good last year, obviously.
0: Yeah. Uh, But I like him there. And then, hmm, let's go. Who do we want to pick from? this team. I think i got to pick someone. All right, I'll go... Um,
2: oh, so Iguodaro? Is that how you say his name? I believe so. I'll go him, just because I feel like I need a Marquette uh, person on my team.
1: Yeah, I mean, they did finish first.
2: <laughs> like... Like like is obviously the clear choice
1: there. But, yeah. Um Yeah, I think I need them one from there. So, I'll go him. That's fair. Um with my last pick, I'm actually going Joel Soriano. Um because like like I have them finishing fourth and I think he's going to be a big reason as to why they finish fourth at Saint John, so. Um like Yeah. And also needed probably an, an actual center, since I had three guards and Bryce Hopkins as my four. So Well, um, I mean, I
2: have two centers and two power forwards probably <laughs> guards, so we're we're doing weird constructions here.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um maybe maybe next time well you no know, it's too much fun to do it this way. Yeah, I like uh, this is
2: this is good. <laughs> I'm building a Bradley team here with just yeah.
1: only only seven footers. You height supremacists, you that's right. <laughs> um okay, so now that we've had that, let it, let's it. let do our uh, season superlative. So, oh, I've been putting this in on the wrong document. Oh, well. Um, so, I so why you weren't typing. Yeah, I was like, why isn't he typing? Because uh, I'm on the wrong one. Um, season superlative. So we have player of the year. Who you got for your player of the year?
2: Um, so a little bit of this is coming from who I have finishing first, obviously. But I have Tristan Newton finishing first. Um, I think that Klingon is probably their most important player, but I think that Tristan Newton will be the, the main scorer on this team. And if they finish first, I think he's the, he's the guy that finished. Plus I know I'm pretty sure I, we, we double up on one here, but I also didn't want to pick your pick, which I think is the other
1: main player for player of the year. Yeah, that's fair. Um yeah mine mine is Tyler Kolek I think he's going to be really good for um good for Marquette again just returning that experience and he was a really good guard for them so um, he also I,
2: has the usage he also has the usage uh like play cuz he will probably get like he's just going to be the focal point of their offense
1: Yeah Man we missed out on a couple of good players on our picks that I didn't even think about that was That was hard to build.
2: Yeah. That's what happens whenever you have a, a
1: conference. That's so damn old. That, yeah. like They have so many people. Yeah. That, I didn't really think about that. Cause I'm looking at some other teams now. Um, okay. So my coach of the year, I mean, I think it's going to be Patino just because he's going to be the fan favorite and well, certain fan favorite, but he's going to like, he's you're talking about taking it. Like, he wasn't supposed to ever leave, you know, whatever, Where, where was he at before Iona? He wasn't ever supposed to leave Iona. Now he came back and at a power five school, like whatever you want to call this. So um, yeah, I think he's going to have him finishing fourth in my opinion. So there we go.
2: Yep. I have Kyle Neptune. I think the whole, like him finally getting his footing at Villanova will be a nice little storyline. And I think they bounce back in a big way this year. Also, like the whole doing it without Cam Whitmore, um, I think will be something that kind of plays to his favor. So yeah. I've got Neptune. Uh, who's your freshman of the year? Uh, it's one of the only freshmen in this stupid conference. Yeah. It's Stephen Castle. Um, he by far the highest rated recruit in this. Is uh, it Stephen
1: or Stefan? Stefan, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Stephon, probably. Oh, man. Oh, N, yeah. Line. Um. Mr. Castle is (laughs) Frank Castle. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. Um, No, he's by far the highest rated. Um, He also has a role that he can step into, which I think is really important for freshmen, especially in this conference. So uh,
1: I think I would be shocked if
2: it's anyone but him.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, He's also mine. So we have a double up there. There's a name that we didn't mention in our all draft team so far. And I'm shocked that we didn't mention it. Steven Ashworth is going to be our transfer of the year. Um, he was really good at Utah State last year, like really efficient, good shooter, but could put, he had the ball on a string, man. He could put that ball anywhere. Um, so I think he's going to be with yeah, Baylor Shireman, Trey Alexander, Ryan Kalkbrenner, like you have so many good options that he could uh, he could get the ball to. He's going to be. So Tyler
2: Shireman is another name that we didn't mention yeah. in the draft that I wanted to kind of take.
1: Yeah, there it was just so many weird options in that draft. Um, th- that's how deep this this Big East is this year with talent. It's really good. Um, so yeah, so yeah Stephen Ashworth is my transfer of the year.
2: Yeah, mine is T.J. Bamba uh, coming into Nova had went from shooting 23s in his freshman season at Washington State to shooting 148 last year on 37% um and shoots above 70% from the free throw line as well so definitely think there's still room to improve uh I I think he's going to have a big role and continuing my trend of picking Nova uh stuff for these these awards mm-hmm. I think that he is is the guy there. Honestly, now that I say that, it's probably not gonna happen because like Nova sweeping all of these awards almost uh is seems unlikely not gonna happen, but <laughs> we'll go with it. Uh yeah. Who's your
1: breakout player of the year?
2: Um I have Alex Caravan. Uh I i and I'm using breakout like in quotes. I guess well you are too. Yeah. But breakout in quotes were like last year. I think that Alex Carabin was like probably third or fourth, maybe even fifth on the list of UConn players that you would think about. You had Klingon. That was a huge story because he is literally huge. (laughs) Um, But I think that he is going to like, I think he's going to be a huge piece to their success this year and will kind of become a household name. So I'm going break out in quotes, but
1: yeah. No, I'm with you on that. It's hard to break out such a weird category, but like for me, like I have Posh Alexander. He was on a bad St. John's team last year, was like the lone bright star on that team. Um, he is going, he transferred into Butler, who I feel like is going to win more games and they're going to win more games because they're using him the right way as a lead guard there. So um, I, so like, no, like we should know he's already good, It's just they're going to win more games. And so it's going to feel like it's a breakout for them. Um, So, yeah. Team that scares you the most. uh, Mine is clear. It's clearly uh, Creighton. Like, we know Marquette was good. We know UConn is good. Um, Creighton, obviously, we knew they were good, but like they lost, like I said, they lost Arthur Kaluma. That's going to hurt them um, at first. But, man, again, Steven Ashworth having to, having, Three, four solid options to pass out to that anybody on that team could get a bucket, or he could keep himself and get a bucket. That's just—it's not fair. It's just not fair. So, um, it's going to be really hard to to game plan against. That's all I gotta say.
2: Height supremacist here, but Cochburner huge. Baylor Shireman's big. Um, yeah, they're a scare team. I tried to go a little bit down the uh, down the rankings just because all of my other picks were. Teams, I think, will finish in the top four. Yeah. Um. But I'm going Seton Hall. I mentioned it earlier. I think their defense is going to be one of the better units in uh, this years Big East. And while they might not score you or scare you with their scoring, um, it's just a pain in the ass to go in and play uh, a defense that, that strong. So they're they're my pick.
1: Yeah. Um. Who's your best pro prospect? It's got to be Donovan Clingan. Uh,
2: there are maybe a couple other names, but I think the mobility and rim protection are something that is just so it's important in college, but it's even more important in the NBA. And I think that he might be like a better version of what Walker Kessler ended up like coming out and being uh, just because he's more mobile and has a little bit more of an offensive game. So I think he's far away the best, uh, the best one here.
1: Yeah, I I I was either going Klingon or Kalkbrenner, so I, I went with Kalkbrenner just because I think um a little bit better shooter and um like he can spread the floor a little bit and also he you know he blocks at a really efficient rate. And he's seven one, like any, any NBA team is gonna get him this kid and stash him and he's gonna be good for them. So um Do either you worry or. about putt
2: speed? Um
1: because no, 'cause I'll probably end up putting him in the dunker spot and it'd be fine. Like I'm not, I'm, not I'm saying more on
2: good. on defense. Uh, I think he gets, I think he can get caught in a little bit of the like, just doesn't have the lateral mobility yeah. to guard pick and rolls. And I think teams are starting to kind of figure out in college how to beat that. We see, yeah, with right. Zach fair. He's more mobile than Zach Eadie because Zach Eadie's a statue. But yeah, um, I think that's that's one of those that could, uh.
1: Yeah, that could be his Achilles heel for sure. Um, I mean, I still think what he brings offensively is going to outweigh what he loses defensively because he's just so hard to game plan around. So, Um, But yeah. And then my sleeper team of the year is Providence. Um, Have them finishing sixth, like we talked about, but they're just going to be one of those teams that like you face them on a Tuesday night and it's going to be annoying or whenever the Big East plays, probably Tuesday. Um, But it's just going to be one of those annoying games that like, you don't you don't really know like you, you never get a solid lead on like maybe you have a, a a nine or ten or eleven point lead on and then they just cut it down to five or four or whatever and then you're just like crap like that's that's kind of where i'm at with providence i feel like they're just going to always be in those games no matter what um and i don't think they'll get blown out a lot just because i think they're going to play physical and match the energy of their coach
2: yeah i like that pick um we also, I don't know how we got to this point without mention uh, Garway Dual, who is, I think if there's anyone else that can be, that can challenge Stefan Castle for freshman of the year, it's him, uh, freshman coming in at Providence, um, 6'5 guard. So I, I I, like them to be, I probably honestly have them a little bit low now that I'm thinking about it more, now that we've talked about it. Um, my sleeper team is St. John's, just kind of to your are they the colorado of basketball uh they were bad last year and i think they're gonna be pretty good this year so they're my sleeper team plus it they're just one of the more in a team that has a bunch of known quantities that has that have played for their schools they have not that so
1: yeah i agree i agree so okay um well we are we are coming in at Ooh. only right, 40 last minutes. last question Here what you? are you
2: what are you most excited about for the Big East
1: Oh man um, I think the race for to finish overall in the Big East tournament is going to be so fun um, mm, the Big
2: East tournament is going to be sick
1: because these teams are all super experienced like we talked about so just the depth and experience uh, and inexperience depth is terrible If one of these teams loses, like their lead guard, like they could, that could take them from finishing top three or four to like seven or eight. Um, that's how that's how shallow these teams are. Um, but that also means one of those teams finishing seven or eight or nine could bump up in the top, you know, five or six or you know four or whatever. Um, because of how again the 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 they're so shallow, all these teams are. Um, so. I think that th- that's gonna be fun, and the yeah, the biggest tournament. Like I have that penciled in f- to watch all all matchups in that because these. I mean, even DePaul has some good athletes in which they can maybe upset some teams.
2: Yeah, um, I think I'm most excited about. I know you talked about it earlier, and don't really know exactly how you feel about it. Slash, maybe feel negative about it, but the interconference transfers. Oh, I. It's like always it. just like fun. It, it's I like always it. just like fun. Okay. Yeah. It's always just like fun to watch. Like it's going to be fun to watch Potts Alexander go have to play St. John's. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. stuff like that is is going to be super entertaining from a storyline perspective. Oh, so Oh,
1: 100%. I love interconference transfers cuz it just makes it like there's like a little friction there, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just like a little yeah. little something something. I mean, you think about it when Providence played Kentucky last year in the tournament. Like there was that friction to start the tournament. Like everybody wanted to yeah. see that, you know. So um Definitely. So, yeah, th- those are always fun. I- I'm 100% on board with interconference conference transfers. Um, I just think it's funny when they do it. What I really don't like is interconference ch- coaching changes.
0: Going oh, from, okay.
1: That's true. That's what you said earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going from, like, Ed Cooley going from Providence to Georgetown. Like, why? You know, like, I mean, I get it's a, probably a bigger name for recruiting, but, like, you're still having to recruit them to Georgetown, um, which is, you know, like, that was built on one guy, I felt like. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so – Okay, well, um, I don't have anything else on my notes other than you guys should go listen or go listen to the ACC preview episode if you haven't already. And we thank you for listening to this one. Thank Um, you. We also are going to do the Big 12 episode. We're recording on Monday next week. So this is Thursday as we're recording. Uh, So we're recording on Monday with Steven Rodriguez of the Talking Tech Pod. Um, Having him back on talking Big 12 basketball, which I will be fully decked out in UCF gear for that, um, just to rub it in his face. And <laughs> even though UCF's a terrible basketball team this year, um, and so yeah, go follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Beers and Buckets Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you don't, and if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Like and share, rate this episode, and then check out Variety Sports Network uh, for more shows like this one. And you can find them on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it at variety hit, underscore, hit Twitter, underscore do not even don't put that evil on us Ricky Bobby. Yep. All right. So this has been the bottom line because Connor said so you guys have a fantastic week and we will talk to you guys on Monday.